0: The Idaho Technology Council presents Innovation Matters, a look at innovators, rule breakers, and thought leaders from across Idaho. From our studios in beautiful downtown Boise, here is your host, the CEO and founder of the Idaho Technology Council, Jay Larson. Welcome. This is Jay Larson, CEO of the Idaho Technology Council. Thank you for joining us for our first podcast in our series, Innovation Matters. Today, we'll be talking with George Mulhern, CEO of Point. And Cradlepoint is one of the most fantastic tech, internet of thing companies in Idaho and the United States. Uh, George will give us some insights on how Cradlepoint has adopted their business flow during this trying times of COVID-19 and continue to innovate in ways they haven't uh, explored before. And later we'll have uh, Sean Keithley with the city of Boise. But um, first, uh, thank you, George. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure, Jay. Yeah, this is good, great. I was just uh, mentioning uh, it's been about eight years ago where uh, when George just first took over as the CEO of Cradle Point. And, um, and it was so interesting. George came from um, uh, a wonderful Highway background with Hewlett Packard. Mm-hmm. Then he went uh, over and uh, worked for um, Highway 12 as a partner there and then became the CEO. And during that time, George, we had a discussion and you talked about the reason they brought you in to be the CEO is so you could scale. Cradle Point. Can you talk a little bit about how you scaled Cradle Point
1: and the technology and
0: what's been going on
1: in your world? Uh, Sure. Yeah. There's been a lot going on in our world lately, but uh, yeah, when I first got to Cradle Point, the company, um, well, the thesis of the company has has pretty much held, and that was that mobility was going to become increasingly important and that Uh, the cellular networks would also play uh, an increasingly important important role in that mobility. And so the first products that Cradlepoint had, as I was getting there, um, were really more oriented around uh, consumers, prosumers, business travelers. So creating a Wi-Fi hotspot using a USB stick to connect to the cellular network and create a Wi-Fi hotspot. And it was a uh, really purely a hardware business. So we're in a a very different business now, but everything we learned during that period uh, has really, much of it has turned out to be key parts of our competitive advantage today. Uh, but it was a difficult business. For example, we were selling through Best Buy and Fry's Electronics and consumer channels. And uh, you know if you didn't support the latest USB modem, 25% of your product got returned, things like that. So uh, the company early in 2010, 2011 cited, uh, to pivot into the enterprise space. And that's where we really saw an opportunity to, uh, to grow and to scale the company. And um, so today what we offer is a really a cloud delivered, cloud orchestrated, uh, enterprise grade, wireless wide area network that uh, companies are using to connect to branch offices or mobile vehicles or IOT devices. Uh, to the internet and to their enterprise networks. And uh, we deliver that all. Uh, we've moved from being a hardware company. We now deliver that all as a subscription service to our customers. And uh, today, 80% of the company's revenue is subscription-based, which gives us a little more stability uh, as a company. And um, and as we've made that transition to the enterprise, you know, we're, we're deployed in half of the Fortune 500 today uh our our top verticals are uh the retail vertical, finance insurance, public sector, and healthcare. And as you might imagine right now, a couple of those are doing better than the other two with this whole COVID uh 19 experience. Yeah. Uh, what is
0: um I mean you've also have a lot with um first responders, those type of things. I mean that's that's been a big part of your business as well, right?
1: Yeah, we have um In fact, that's one of the parts of the business that still, uh, right now we're really hopping to to fulfill the the needs and the demands in that first responder uh, market. And we're in about 3000 different first responder agencies in the US today. So San Francisco police, San Jose police, uh, Boise police, Meridian police and fire, LA fire, uh, uh, New York fire. So uh, we do quite a bit with first responders um so that that's one area of our business right now that's uh uh we're really trying to make sure we stay on top of and keep up with you know the other frankly is healthcare and with uh you know the advantage of a wireless network is uh you can turn that up and frankly with our cloud platform you can turn it up in minutes as opposed to pulling cables or wires in and building out a network uh so uh, we are you know for example right now they're using our product at FedEx field uh, where the Redskins play for they're building pop up uh medical clinics and drive through testing facilities and we're doing that across the country right now, so that's uh an area of the business that's extremely uh busy today as well we've got pop up clinics pop up uh drive through testing those types of things we're um, in uh, some of the other public sector areas i mentioned to you earlier jay we're We've got, I think, uh, just looking today, we've had in the last uh, week, 20 different uh, school districts that are now putting a cradle point router on their school bus, which also has Wi-Fi, driving that school bus and parking it at night in low-income neighborhoods. And if you're within 100, 150 yards of the bus, you get access to that Wi-Fi. So so kids that may not have Internet at their home are getting access to Wi-Fi when they're in uh, a work for a, I guess, a study from home uh, status at that point.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a great application, George. That's amazing. Uh, and and uh, one other uh, question before we talk about COVID nineteen. What's what's been the relationship uh, uh, about a year and a half ago? You were talk, there were discussion about um, CradlePoint being one of the top companies that like Verizon is utilizing to be able to uh, deploy five G. Whereabouts are you in the five G deployment? What's happening in that space right now?
1: Yeah, we're we are we invested early in five G, and uh, uh, we've had uh, both AT and T and Verizon in the U.S. have announced us as their partner for five G in the enterprise. We're not we're not playing in the consumer space. We're we're enterprise focused. Uh, our first five G launch will be with Telstra in Australia, and that's coming in May. And uh so we'll we'll ro- they're uh, they're rolling out 5G there across the country. And um we have you know there's a couple of different flavors of 5G. So uh there's uh what they call millimeter wave and uh and then sub six, which uh is, is a little uh, uh a little easier to manage and, and Telstra is rolling out a sub six five G network, uh which T Mobile will do uh Similar in the U.S., Verizon's focused on millimeter wave, uh, which will have higher performance, but also it's going to require you know greater cell density and that type of thing to to get it fully built out.
0: Well, that uh, so um, so a lot of opportunity, and um, if I could say this, George, I think that uh, point has been one of the most innovative companies in the mobility space. Uh, certainly, um, one of the top in the United States. So congratulations on all that work uh, um, maybe we, let's let's move a little bit to how covid-19 has impacted you sure and, um,
1: first of all i probably shouldn't let let it pass what you just said uh, we're actually the the number one provider of lte enterprise networking solutions in the world today so uh, so, so, so I
0: I have to back up a little bit. So I should not just limit it to the United States, to the world. That is fantastic. Yeah, I don't want
1: you to sell us short, Jay. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Um, but, uh, so talking about COVID-19, um, well, first of all, we're all work at work from home right now. Uh, we have, we have, uh, you know, multiple sites around the world. Uh, but today all of them are in a work from home status and uh, uh we do have folks coming into we have a distribution center in uh uh meridian uh 5 mile uh, area and that's where we ship product from um we are considered an essential service so um we're able to uh you know bring some people into uh into that distribution center or into our lab we still have some folks using some of the test chambers we've got a whole new set of procedures for how we keep that clean and social distancing and that type of thing but uh you know when you talk about our public sector business we're uh you know we just had an order this week from white house communications uh, working with fema all the first responders we've talked about so um we have a lot of uh, support to keep the supply coming in in those areas but as i as i said before uh you know if you think about our retail vertical and restaurants. Like if you walk down Fairview Ave or uh, Eagle Road, you know, there's a cradle point in every Panera, every McDonald's, every Starbucks, every uh Chick-fil-A, every Burger King. So those kinds of places, um, you know, they're struggling a bit. And uh, that part of our business is definitely slowing down. But I will say it's been uh it's been very interesting moving to a work from home because uh in some ways um, there's been a short-term burst in productivity because you don't have all the day-to-day interrupts and people are working very hard because you know as a venture-backed company we don't have the kind of deep balance sheet that a cisco does right we've we've always tried to run the company close to break even so we're pumping every additional dollar we get into innovation and growth and so for us it's really critical right now that that we keep the business going and we keep all of our employees employed, and that's really what we're focused on right now.
0: That's that's interesting, George. Because I mean, if you're talking about um, 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 your ability to look at how you can keep your R and D and all these type of things going, that's that's critical for you, isn't it? I mean, because this you're you're a cut, cutting edge company. The way you keep it. So, how do you do
1: that? Uh, remotely, I guess that's kind of an yeah.
0: interesting way. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, we so as soon as this started to hit, we, we did form we formed a cross functional task force inside of Cradle Point. We were sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. We had made the decision actually a while back that instead of buying desktop computers, everybody was going to use a laptop. And so that really helped in term in terms of that uh, work from home transition. But you know, we also our IT guys, um had to go out and they secured a a whole bunch more VPN licenses from one of our uh, uh, providers so that all the R&D guys who are working in our cloud platform and and in our uh, firmware and software could get access to that from home. Uh, So we did things like that. We expanded um, uh, our conferencing capability, for example, what we're doing right now so that we could certainly stay in touch. And and then, uh, you know, we're doing, I do a weekly all-hands call for updates to the entire organization. Each of our managers is doing a weekly stand-up with their teams. So really trying to uh, keep the communication flowing when we're all, you know, all kind of remote. Um, one of the, frankly, one of the concerns I have as we go through this is there's a, you know, it's we're in the honeymoon period, really, I think, in this work from home where it's it's still new and people are settling in. And I think one of the things I'm really looking towards is how do we how do we keep finding ways to virtually replace that coffee pot chat that you might have when you're walking down the hall and uh, make sure we're getting that a lot of innovation is serendipitous like that. Right. Where just a couple of ideas get bounced around. So how how do we keep that going? Uh, And then how do we keep the spirits up when people are somewhat isolated and. I give you an example. Uh, our R and D manager for his staff—it's all virtual, all on Zoom. They had uh, it was hat day, right? And so people—they had different backgrounds they were putting up. They were wearing funky hats. They had themes they were doing, and just kept it kind of light. And you know, in a time like this, uh, that can help as well.
0: Uh, that, that's great. I think that that's um, what's really good is I think you're focused on still keeping the whole innovative uh, process. That you've developed a whole culture going, but you're doing it remotely. And I really like the focus you have on continued communication with your team, as well as uh, the ability to keep your team um, employed through Cradle Point. I mean, that's, uh, there's, there's uh, we were talking briefly about this and that was, uh, which was the one that's most impactful, uh, the financial crisis or what's happening right now. And obviously, we hope this is going to be much shorter term, um, but it's
1: kind of, we're in crazy times, aren't we, George? Yeah, we are. I mean, most of the the financial folks that we talk to are projecting a very, very steep decline in Q2 and then uh, hopefully starting to ramp back up uh, in Q3 and Q4. Some are a little more pessimistic than that. So, uh, you know, obviously we've gone through uh, quite a bit of scenario planning in terms of where can we make cuts short of cutting people that are going to help us get through this this thing. Yeah. And we're exploring, you know, all opportunities and avenues, including taking on more debt if we, if we can or if we need to, or going back to our investors uh, or, you know, kind of last resort would be cutting programs uh, that would certainly slow some of our progress in the future. But, uh, you know, we, we say all the time that uh, it takes every soul and cradle point to get us where we want to go and every job's important and no job is more important than another. Uh, and so, uh, one of my goals is to get through this thing with, uh, everybody that's working from home now, a place back in the office when we're done with this.
0: Um, well, you just basically said, this This is my last question it was going to be, uh, how do you see the future? Uh, let's say the next six months to, uh, you know, 18 months, what do you see? You've kind of mentioned some of that. How do you see the changes and and we'll let you go from there.
1: You know, I, I'm actually, I'm really very optimistic right now because I, from from a cradle point standpoint, one of the things that's happening is the operators, the carriers are adding capacity like crazy right now to their networks, to their cellular networks. When we get through this and not everybody's working from home again, there's going to be a lot of capacity they're going to want to fill. That I think is going to mean more aggressive, better priced data plans for people that really start to utilize cellular in their businesses even more. I think for us, <coughs> this kind of crisis has proven the value of a network that you're able to turn up in minutes instead of weeks, uh, which is what we do. And and frankly, uh, we're getting introduced to a whole new set of customers as well uh, as we go through this. And so I think as we come out the other end of this, uh, as long as we can kind of keep that, that innovation pipeline going, And keep the team we have intact, uh, we're going to see some really strong growth. As we get into 5G, that will be a game changer over the next two to three years. Uh, But even before that, I think LTE in the next 18 months is really going to accelerate as well.
0: Fantastic. George, thank you so much. We'll uh, we'll look forward to having you on about six months from now back on uh, Innovation Matters and get another update and uh, thanks for all that you're doing, also helping with school, uh, local districts and people be able to work uh, uh, who don't have uh, Internet at home and those type of things. So thanks for all the work that
2: you're doing there, too. All right. Thanks, Jay. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Thanks, George. Have a good day. Thanks so much. Um, and also now we'll go uh, after hearing from George Walhern, CEO of Cradle Point. We now have the opportunity to have on uh, Innovate uh, Innovation um, Matters. Um, Sean Keefley, who is the Director of Economic Development for the City of Boise. Sean, welcome.
2: Jay, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you can join us, Sean. Um, um, we know that there's been a lot of uh, things happening in your world, right? I mean, over the last uh, two weeks, uh, everything's been in the city and every, the demands with your what you've been doing and what uh, uh, Mayor McLean's been doing has probably been phenomenal. and but let's talk about what's going on right now. Yesterday, we had the big announcement that took place where Governor Little came out and basically said, we all have to be, you know, it's work from our own shelters and everything we're doing here. How is that? Uh, what's happened within the city of Boise since that announcement yesterday?
2: Well, um, Jay, we're we're doing our best to um, stay agile and uh, make sure that we are, um, we are adapting to every day because every day has proven to be different than the last. Uh, our most important priority, uh, is certainly on maintaining the health and safety and welfare of the community. Um, the mayor's emergency order on Tuesday was part of that. And, uh, similarly, we, um, we applaud and welcome the governor's order, uh, yesterday as well. Um, the two orders are, are similar in their, in their intent applications, a little bit different, but, uh, Certainly, the two of those orders are uh, intended really just to help ensure that we get through this um, in a hopefully a um, an expedited and uh, most importantly um, a, a safe and healthy way for for everybody here in Boise and and in Idaho. So that's the um, yeah that's the critical focus we have on um, on city business right now, just making sure that we keep our community safe, keep our folks, in the city uh, healthy, um, like the rest of the community. And um, and like I say, just try to uh, stick together and get through this.
0: The um, you know, I think that uh, Sean, the, the mayor of McLean's done a wonderful job uh, showing some great leadership and uh reaching out to business leaders trying to make sure everybody's informed and making decisions to be able to you know shut down restaurants and other type of public gathering spaces um what do you think the biggest challenges are going to take place for uh the mayor and city of boise uh going forward over the next
2: month or so well i think like everyone i mean as as george alluded to you know part of the challenge is just getting Used to this uh this temporary change in how we we do business um, you know working remotely uh, you know in in a way that sort of happened all of a sudden for everybody I don't think um, anybody could say we were we were totally prepared for this, although I was very impressed to hear um, how how kind of seamlessly George described things happening at, at cradle point I, um, I, I wish I could have said the same for myself, but we're doing our best here I'm firmly planted here at my my uh kitchen bar and uh, set up my much to my wife's uh, uh disdain my my office here temporarily during the day so um you know we all have well, our own challenges
0: <laughs> yeah your wife your wife is in the other room right I mean it's kind right. of an interesting thing yeah it's like yeah how, how do you cover everything the uh weird. this this is uh so this is great because uh, both you and George are on the Idaho Technology Council's Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, I just said Hall of Fame, Board of Trustees. Um, what I think is so interesting is that uh, you can see the uh, the correlation needs take place between the industry and the, the cities and local municipalities to be able to make good things happen. Um, so think about this, if you can, for us, because I know you have a, a major focus uh, um, within, you know, industry and ec- the, the economy in the Boise area. What do you think's um uh, what do you think we can do from it, uh, to help with this? Or what do you think this is first maybe the, what what's the impact this is having to uh the
2: economy in Boise right now? Well that's that's a great question and a great point you make, Jay. And um I'd be remiss not to mention that um not all of us are, are lucky enough to be able to just um go home and work remotely. You know, we have um a whole service industry out there, for example, that's at a standstill. Um there are other sectors of the economy that are in the same place. Uh small businesses um, especially going to be uh struggling during these next uh few weeks and um and hopefully not too much longer than that, but, but we don't know. So um that's you know that's a big part of our focus in the Office of Economic Development is making sure that we address the needs of um the whole community, but but certainly here um small business is a is a focus. So Um, One of the things that uh, the the mayor and I highlighted in our uh, call last week to the business community was um, some of our work that we're doing with our partners like Trailhead, for example, and the Venture College. And they are working hard to quickly stand up resources just like you have here um, to ensure that the networks that we have put in place um, in in our business community, in our tech community, are focused on right now addressing the needs in the community that can help those uh, especially help those who are in need right now the most um, that uh, that Trailhead ESU Venture College collaboration I mentioned the uh, the Survive to Thrive series uh, focuses on helping uh, entrepreneurs and startups um, with the basics of how to get through a crisis like this and how to access critical funding um, speaking of critical funding you know I think uh just in the past week three major programs came through at the uh at the federal level much to the uh much, we, we owe a lot a lot of thanks to our partners here for helping to push that forward and make that happen. Folks uh everyone from the business community to the chamber um to um the our, our senators offices that helped um advocate to make this legislation happen. You know, we were part of that too, but a lot of credit goes of course to the to the business community and our and our other partners. So um, those are those are just a, a few of the things that we're doing um, that that we see is worth our, our time and effort to help support the business community and and make sure that uh, they know that we're here uh, as a resource, as a as a connector. Um, uh, you know, a big part of our role in in a normal time, you know, when we're not affected by a pandemic like this is to be a Connector of resources and needs. Um, that's especially important right now. That's something that um, I'd like to just make sure we we highlight again. Um, the city is here to leverage every bit of the of our network that we can to make sure that we connect uh, resources and needs um, to make some of these these um, recovery oriented actions happen.
0: Well, and and your point that's made is that uh, the service industry, the food industry, let's go out and support those by. Um, you know, going uh, through the drive through or whatever you can, uh, because that's going to be a big way to keep them going. Um, I really like the, uh, survive to thrive type thing, because, uh, the places that will be really impacted are those who are trying to start new, new industry and the new ideas, new companies. And so we've got to help them. So thanks for all the work that you've been doing with the city of Boise on, um, trailhead, uh, obviously the venture college to Boise state, and uh, that, that type of work is vital for us to build help these new companies. Uh, because after all, these are going to be the companies that uh, 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be the ones that are going to be the cradle points of the world, like we just talked to George, which was founded in about 2006. So, um, anything else that you have uh, that we, we could focus on at all,
2: Sean, um, in parting? Um, you know, I, I guess I would just emphasize that, uh, George mentioned this too, but, um, times like this create, in a strange way, you know, opportunities for, um, for resilience through, um, through innovation and, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's an opportunity for us to see where we can, um, put some of these resources to work, to address some, some of the, the, the critical unique issues we're facing right now and um i think with the the unique entrepreneur community the the strong tech community we have here um you're already seeing it happen but it won't be long before i think we have some um we have some pretty Im- impressive action taking place that will help to um rebuild and um, help us move toward recovery um from this um this, what I've heard called as, a, as an economic hurricane. I, you are exactly right.
0: Economic economic hurricane's a, a good place to yeah. put it. Let's, yeah. um, we'll put a uh, bookmark on this and have you back again, Sean, as we talk about what's happening. And uh, we certainly um, want you to know how much we appreciate you and Mayor McLean and the work that's taking place and uh, the climate that's, that's, that's connecting here in
2: the state and throughout the city of Boise. So thank you so much for all your work, so. Thank you, thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate your your kind words and your support as always. And thank you for doing this.
0: Absolutely, thanks, Sean. Um, so we hope to, uh, you will join us next week when we uh, are here. Again, uh, tech um, issues are always going to be the biggest thing we talk about. Uh, Idaho has the fastest growing software industry as so a percent of the state's GDP. Uh, We'll continue to do that. And we hope you join us uh, next week when we actually talk to Paris Cole, CEO of truckstop.com and also chair of the Idaho Technology Council. And we also are hopeful to have uh, Senator Jim Risch join us as well. And uh, this is Jay Larson with the Idaho Technology Council, keeping you connected with industry and government because in Idaho, innovation matters. Thank you all and be safe out there. Innovation Matters is the production of the Idaho Technology Council. For membership information and to get involved, visit our website at idahotechcouncil.org. Thanks for listening and helping us transform Idaho's future together.